How's it going, Empower Ministries? My name is Bryce Tab, and I'm the speaker for this podcast. I titled this podcast, Waging War, because that's exactly what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be looking at how Jesus waged war on this earth, along with his disciples. So, we learn that Jesus didn't come to this earth to make peace. He knew that he was about to wage war. Jesus starts talking and he says, Don't imagine that I came to bring, to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. He's ready right now. He's ready to take on the armies of Satan is what he's saying. He said, I have come to set man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you're not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you're not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give it up for me, you will find it. And so what is what is Jesus really saying right now? He he says, you know, I'm not here to make peace on this earth and please these people. I'm I'm here for one reason, it's to carry out my father's will. It's to carry out God's will. In other words, Jesus is saying, when are you going to stop letting people or things regardless of the relationship that they have to you get in the way of what you could be doing for God? When will you pick up your cross and start living for me? One thing that we see Jesus do when he when he begins to wage war is he he begins to gather a group of people. And how does he really go about doing this? Well, he he goes up to this mountain and Jesus goes up to this mountain. He prays to his father. He he's praying to him, God, Father, who should I choose? Jesus is making one of the biggest decisions in his life right now. I mean, these men would carry out his word after that he was after he was gone, after he died on the cross. These men were going to spread his word. Jesus was, was going to learn uh just just personal things about them. What foods they ate, what drinks they liked, what games they liked to play together, the talks they had. They would have intimate talks. They were going to be best friends. So if you can only imagine Jesus sitting up here on this mountain talking to God, he was just talking to him, maybe having a normal conversation and saying, God, who am I supposed to pick? He wanted his father's help. He wanted him. And he was having this talk with him. Who, who am I supposed to pick? He's listening. Okay. Yeah. Really? That person? Okay. Are you, are you sure about Judas? You know, so he's having this conversation with God up on this mountaintop and the team that he assembles 
I, I never would have guessed it. But they were incredible. And a better team could not have happened in God's perfect will. So after praying to God, Jesus sets out to find them. It says that one day Jesus was walking along the shore of Galilee and he saw Simon. He was, he was throw, Simon Peter and his brother Andrew, they were throwing out nets into the water and they were fishing for a living. And he calls out to them, he says, hey, stop fishing for a living. Come with me and I'll show you how to fish for people. And so right there, it shows the sacrifice of them giving up their jobs, leaving what's, what they were doing to follow Jesus. They, it says they left their nets behind at once and followed him. And then a little further up the shore, he sees James and John, another set of fishermen. They're in the boat with their father and he calls out to them. And it says they also followed, leaving their father It says they just left him in the boat to follow Jesus. And that's what we're supposed to do. And that's what scripture says. And that's what I referred to at the very beginning. How you should be able to just leave whatever you're doing. And regardless of the relationship that you have with somebody. And just follow Jesus. It shows a sacrifice of how the followers left their father just to carry out Jesus' will. Jesus was looking for obedience. And he found, among the others that he gathered, a denier, a tax collector, somebody that betrayed him. So these people, they were from all different walks of life. Jesus wasn't picking perfect people. He was picking people that wanted to take up their cross, leave whatever they were doing and follow him because he knew that he could teach them regardless of who they were or what they have done. He knew that if he could just get somebody to listen and follow him, they could carry out God's will. And the same goes for you. Jesus wants a personal relationship with you. All you have to do is follow him. It doesn't matter how far you've gone from him. He's calling you like he called this team together. They weren't perfect. He just knew that they would listen to him. So out there to the teacher that doesn't believe they have a special calling. To the garbage man. To the prisoner. To the cheater. His grace is enough for all of you. And He is calling you to do work for Him. All we have to do is be willing to learn and listen to Jesus. Being obedient is what we have to be. And so... Once he gathers this team, he's able to start teaching them. He begins to teach them things. He taught them all different things with all different meanings and purpose. He taught them how to preserve his word. He said, you're the salt of the earth. Preserve my word. Carry it out for me. He taught them about laws. He taught them about 
anger, adultery, revenge. He taught them about love. He said, love, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. He taught them about giving. He taught them about money. He taught them about prayers. He says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find it. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. That's some of our problems today. We just stop. We don't keep seeking. We stop, we stop halfway because things start to get hard. It says, for everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Your parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone? No. If you ask your dad, if you go and you ask your dad, hey, can I have a loaf of bread? He's not going to hand you a stone. God is so much more than your father here on earth. He's not going to hand you a stone when you ask for a loaf of bread. Meaning, God knows the desires of your hearts. He knows what you need. He's not going to give you something that you do not need. And then Jesus goes on to teach. And he teaches also people about judging. He says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, you use it, it will be measured to you. And so Jesus was teaching them. He taught them how to be what true disciples were. He taught them all of these things. And after, you know, he teaches him his ways, Jesus sends them out. He sends out the 12 apostles with these instructions. He says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Meaning, you're going to cause some waves in the quiet ocean. Things might get uncomfortable. And, and that's what happens. Things can get uncomfortable when you are living for Christ. And you're wi- are you willing to get uncomfortable is the question that you have to ask yourself. Are you willing to get uncomfortable for Jesus? Because he was willing to get uncomfortable for you when he died on the cross. Jesus continues and he says, be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves so what he's saying he's saying be vulnerable be open to people have empathy to serve others but be wise like snakes and protect yourself he's saying protect yourself but also be vulnerable and have empathy 
And this is what he was teaching to his disciples because back then in those times blasphemy what they were te- what Jesus was telling his disciples could be considered blasphemy and they could be it was punishable by death on sight. And so if they were to die on sight they couldn't continue to carry out God's word so God is protecting his disciples. And so you may be saying, yeah, that's, that's great, but, but I can't do all of that. What Jesus was saying to his disciples, they, have, they had special gifts to go out and do these things. And I understand that. We, we all have different gifts. And they're all equally beautiful in their own ways. You can start by praying. All of us can do that. The Bible says such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. And the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. That's our goal right there. It's to be forgiven of our sins. Jesus paid a high price so that we could be forgiven of our sins and enjoy eternity with Him. And a prayer can do that. Ask for forgiveness. You're waging war with this world and our enemy. When you do that, when you pray, you're waging a war against our enemy. It's time to take up your cross and start waging war. Satan has had his way with God's people for far too long. He's nearly had it since day one. He's been causing disruption since day one. So yeah, you may say to yourself, I don't have all these gifts that the disciples had. But pray over people. You're waging war. God gives you your own gifts. Commit your life to Jesus and you are waging war against our enemy. Tithe and you are waging war and the heavens will begin to pour blessings upon it, upon you. Try it. I dare you. Form an army with people. Form a group of people that you can go to, that you can go and study with, that you can go and you can, you can pour out your burdens on them and you can be held accountable for, for things. Help each other lift one another up. Form an army for our Father in heaven and gather as many of his people as we can so that we can save them. We are waging war. It's time to start living for Jesus Christ. When Jesus gave up his life for all of us, he wasn't just halfway in the door. No, he was all the way in the door. He, I'm all in and now it is time for us to be all in for him. It's time. Pick up your cross and start living for Christ today.
I just want to close this out with a prayer. And so, dear Jesus, thank you for everybody, everybody that is just listening to this podcast today. I ask that you bless their lives as we step into this new year. I ask that you fill them with your presence and guide them along the narrow path, the path that you choose for us instead of the wide path of this world. I ask that you let them make right decisions and I ask that you give them the ability and the courage to step out of their sin because sometimes that can be hard. When you get so comfortable in your sinful ways, it's hard to step out of something that you're used to. And so I pray that they step out of it and start following you. I pray over peace and joy and happiness in their lives. I pray over healing. I pray that if they're sick and they need healing, I pray that you heal them. Whatever it is, big or small, we know that you care for us and you care about everything, all of our struggles that we go through, dear Lord. I ask that you watch over us and guide us to you each and every day. And I ask this in your most precious name. Amen.